What's up, everybody? My name is Jordan Biddle, and welcome to the Cincinnati Reds Fan Podcast. And last night, which would be a Tuesday night, the Reds shut out the Milwaukee Brewers. Yet again, another outstanding performance by the Reds pitching. And you know what? All we needed was one run. But we got three, which is even better. So a little insurance there. Uh, Great pitching last night. I mean, it was absolutely lights out. Uh, Besides uh, the the four walks that Sonny Gray gave up to the... um, to the Milwaukee Brewers, which really wasn't supposed to happen, but uh, he was he was a little wild. He, uh, of course, he gathered his thoughts and stuff and, and pitched six innings, nine strikeouts. So, I mean, we'll take that t- type of start any day of the week. And uh, tomorrow we have Castillo um, uh, versus Davies, which Davies has been um, dominant this year so far, and really. Zach Davies hasn't really been that type of pitcher um, throughout his career, uh, a really uh, dominant type of pitcher, but um, he has been this year, so it's going to be another tough uh, another tough uh, matchup tomorrow. Um, of course, we all expect Castillo to have a good game. Uh, it's just the way it is with Castillo now. Uh, he is our ace, and everybody... Um, I've uh, said it for a couple years that uh, Castillo had a, had the potential to be an ace. He did struggle last year at the beginning of the year, but after the, the the first half of that year, I mean, ever since then, the dude's been like Cy Young type stuff. So I mean, um, so I'm pretty confident the Reds can uh, get the two game sweep against Milwaukee, which would be huge, absolutely huge. And, and then and then uh, if they can get at least one win at Chicago, that would uh, put them one game over 500 against um, uh, the Cubs series, uh, the Dodgers series, the Milwaukee series, and then back to the, the Chicago series. So that would, that would put them one game over 500. Um, so I mean, if they, I mean, of course, if they lose the uh, other two um, in the, in the uh, when they go go to the Chicago, but they have to at least win one at Chicago, um, let's put it in a short, short way, they have to win three, um, uh, in the series of, uh, the series of Milwaukee and at Chicago, so, um, I, I, it's definitely possible, uh, there's no doubt about it, which would be a huge, because, I mean, that would just, I mean, that would just put, um, uh, put a statement down, another statement, that the Reds are competitive. The Reds can compete against the best teams in the league. And these last four series, they, they these teams are literally the best teams in the National League. And if the Reds can get one game over 500 against these guys, I mean, what, what else can you ask for? I mean, two games over 500 would be even better. So, um, that would be awesome. So, um, uh, yeah, let's, let's get this win tomorrow, or tonight. It would be tonight. 
it's 3.30 in the morning right now. So, um, but, yeah, I think we can get the win. Uh, we, need, we need the bats to come out hot. Um, the bats last night came out hot, but we're, we're silent um, after the first inning, which we can't have that happening. I've said this before. We gotta, we gotta continue to hit, continue to get those runs. Um, yeah, but other than that, really, from last night's game, I really didn't have a problem with much, much else than uh, the hitting. Um, I mean, three, three to nothing in the, in the top of the first, and that's all we needed, and that's how the game stayed. Three to nothing. Reds win three to nothing. Um, uh, Sonny Gray gets his first win. Good for him as a Cincinnati Red, um, which really wins and losses don't really mean much as a starter. But um, And his ERA is um, back under four, which is good. So uh, great job by Sonny Gray. And then, I, and then we get our my three favorite uh, relief pitchers um, in the bullpen, which is Hernandez, Garrett, and... Uh, Rossella Glacius. So, um, I mean, fantastic, uh, absolutely fantastic job by them. Only gave up one hit between the three of them. So, um, I mean, it was uh, absolutely fantastic, fantastically done by them. So, um, anyway, um, we got a couple things to talk about here. Um, first thing is, I'm I'm going to talk about Puig and how we could possibly we really don't need him I know y'all hate that I'm saying this but we honestly do not need Yasiel Puig I hate to say it. I mean, if the guy continues to hit like he's hitting, we might as well trade him, get maybe a, another decent relief pitcher or something out of him, and then bring up Phil Irvin, who's been tearing the cover off the ball. Who couldn't... Yeah, I mean, he... And then Phil Irvin couldn't do much worse than Yasiel Puig is hitting right now. I guarantee... Phil Irvin would probably have better uh, numbers than Yasiel Puig does at this point if he if uh, he was playing over Yasiel Puig, which will never happen. Ugh, yawn, man. I'm tired. Sorry, guys. Uh, but I mean, it's it's an option. I like Yasiel Puig, but the guy is just not doing it for us right now. He re- if he wants to prove that. He deserves a big contract with the Reds, or a decent contract with the Reds, because right now the way he's hitting, I'm not even seeing six million dollars a year out of this guy. I'm dead serious. He's not. He's not as clutch as I want him to be. He's not hitting the ball very well. He's not hitting as many home runs as I I was expecting, especially at Great American Ballpark. I mean, part of the reason to me 
the way he's being used in the lineup, which is David Bell's fault. But this is what I think they should do. I think they should do. I think they should trade Yasiel Puig and say, I don't know, just um, maybe Wandy Peralta or Zach Duke and get a better relief pitcher out of him. Like, we could trade him to the New York Mets because they just lost Yohannes Cespedes for the year. Yohannes Cespedes has absolutely been a flipping dumb idiot. I mean, how mad, how mad would you be if you're a Mets fan right now? The guy has... Um, an accident at his ranch or something stupid. Being, being a real dumb dummy, I guess you could say. About to cuss on the podcast. Um, but he had two sprained ankles. Two sprained ankles. How do you, how do you get two sprained? What was this guy doing? Jumping out of a tree or something? I don't know, man. But that, that's just got to be frustrating for New York Mets, man. So this is what the Reds could do, though. The Reds could get, say, from the New York Mets, like Edwin Diaz, and then trade them Wally Peralta and Yasiel Puig for Edwin Diaz. That's a good trade. And then that would probably save us a, a, a good chunk of money right there alone. And then sign... Maybe a starting pitcher or Craig Kimbrell or flipping Dallas Keuchel, for God's sakes. Or we could trade Tanner Rourke or Alex Wood, who still hasn't come back from the DL or the IL, as they call it now. We could trade Alex Wood and Tucker Barnhart for Paddock or something like that. We need another... I mean, the starting pitching has been pretty pretty good so far. But we need to, we need to lock down a proven solid pitcher. Paddock isn't really proven. Of course, this is his rookie year. But the guy looks like he's going to be an ace for, for his years to come. So that's an option. Um, oh, man, I'm yawning again, guys. Good gracious. Um, uh, but, I mean, again, Yasu, we don't need, we really don't need Yasuo Puig. Now that I look at this situation, of course, if we trade Yasuo Puig, that's two out of the four players that we got from the Dodgers gone. But who did we trade to the Dodgers? A couple prospects and Homer Bailey. Not a big deal. As long as we're getting somebody good out of Yasiel Puig, right? So, I mean, we got to be thinking about these things. I know, yeah, I mean, they're probably going to sign Yasiel Puig to a deal. We could probably just. Just like leave Yasiel Puig, we could get somebody out of Yasiel Puig and still have just as good as a hitter like Philip Irvin come up and we're not paying him barely anything. 
instead of signing Yasiel Puig to a four or five year deal for $40, 50000000 million. So that right there would save us money. So why not do that and then get like a, a, a relief pitcher and maybe even a starting pitcher like Zach Wheeler and then trade another starting pitcher. I don't know, man. I, it's just my opinion. We need a, a, another ace pitcher. We cannot go anywhere else without an ace pitcher. And I wouldn't mind to see another um, uh, another relief pitcher, a better relief pitcher back there in the bullpen than what is already back there. So I wouldn't mind that either. Um, I mean, our offense and such is fine, in my opinion. I'm fine with with everything the offense is doing. I wouldn't mind getting getting rid of Yasiel Bleed. People, for some reason, are stuck on Peraza. I'm done. I'm done waiting on that guy. People, since he came up to the major leagues, people are like, "Yeah, this guy can hit 300. This guy will hit 300. This guy will hit, will contend for a batting title." I mean, the guy, the, the, the best he's hit is like, what, 280? Which is a bad. Don't get me wrong. But the guy is still batting like 200 right now. He is not... He's not as good as people make him out to be. He needs to be traded to like the Marlins or something. I mean, we got we to gotta move some pieces around here. Get it going. Get it going. We got to win something. We're going to lose a whole generation of fans to the flipping Chicago Cubs if we don't do anything. I mean, Lord God Almighty, we already lost a whole bunch of fans in the the 2010s. We're going to lose a whole bunch of fans in the teens. Of course, in the early, um, like 2011, 2012, and 2014, or whatever, we went to the playoffs. But other than that, we've been trash. I still don't understand how the Mariners have any fans up there. I guess they're really the only team around besides like the California teams, and then they're not that close, like like Cincinnati and uh, Chicago are. Cleveland, even. Cleveland finally getting a taste of some real, uh, a real good team in Minnesota. It's about time Cleveland gets some competition up there. I mean, geez louise, man. If the, if the Reds had the competition, competition that... The Cleveland Indians have uh, had in the last five years, the Reds probably would be uh, first three out of the five years. But anyway, the Reds, the key to this year is to trade, trade, trade at the All-Star break. Or either just sign Keuchel and Kimbrell and then trade trade, uh, Puig and... uh, flipping wood or work or whatever for for some prospects for the future 
have plenty of young, good young players to replace, like Yasiel Puig and Alex Wood. I mean, not as good. I don't know about that because yeah, I mean, Philip Irvin is, in my opinion, is just as good as Yasiel Puig is. People just like Yasiel Puig's attitude, his cockiness, which I don't mind it either. But sometimes cockiness catches up to you. And Philip Irvin has been ripping the ball. I mean, that guy deserves a spot in the major leagues. I mean, the last three, four years, a guy has been battling and has been proving to the Reds that the guy belongs in the major leagues, and he hasn't really had a solid position up there. They bring him up, sit him down, bring him up, sit him down. The guy needs to stay up there. Even if he's a bench player, he needs to stay up there. He would be a good off-the-bench guy if we needed him, and an occasional starter if we sign Yasiel Puig. He could play left, center, and right. He's quick. He has power. He can steal bases. He's a good defender. He can hit the hell out of the ball. What more can you ask of a player? Right? That's why Yasiel Puig is so so valuable. He's a 5-2 player. He can run. He can hit. He can hit with power. He can field the ball. And he has a hell of an arm. The best arm in the majors. Which, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they signed Yasiel Puig. But they need to make some moves with the pitching this all-star break. They have to. If they don't, they'd be crazy. Absolutely nuts in the head if they didn't do this. I mean, I, I, I mean, don't you guys agree with me at all? I mean, I think I make a pretty valid point here. If they don't make any moves, just like trade off um, Alex Wood or Tanner Rourke or even both for a bunch of prospects. And we might find, I mean, that's what the Yankees do. They, like, just like with Sonny Gray. They get Sonny Gray for a couple years, figure out he doesn't work in the Yankees system, and then trade him off to a low-life team. I'm not going to say that Cincinnati's a low-life team. And trade him off to a, what was that, what was the word I was trying to use? Not low-life. Um, low-budget is what I meant. A low-budget team and trade him off for... To a couple a couple prospects that are good, and that's how the Yankees get their good players. And then go sign James Paxton or John Carlo or whoever is flipping good. You know, I mean, I don't know, man. And then find an occasional 
uh, prospect who is a Derek Jeter, like, what's his name, Matt Frazier, I forget his first name, Todd, or not Todd, Adam Frazier, is it? I don't know. But that kid is absolutely raking in New York. I believe he had two home runs in one game yesterday. I mean, the Yankees aren't even at full health. I mean, they're using their, their like, third string. Like, 25 out of the 40-man roster is hurt. They're using their, like, third string. And they're winning. They're, they're like, 30-something and 16. That's ridiculous. Wait until they get back to full health. Look out, is all I got to say. Of course, they've had one of the easiest schedules in the majors this year. Getting the Orioles a bunch. They've played Kansas City already like twice. They Toronto isn't any good. They've played in a couple of them. So, I mean, I mean the Reds' easiest... Um, um, easiest series was the Marlins, which they're the worst team in the league, but that was just one series. The Yankees have got the Orioles, Kansas City, uh, Toronto, like two times, two series each. And the Reds get the Marlins once. And the Reds are still 22 and 26. So, and uh, I mean... If the Reds didn't start 1-8, and eight, we'd be over 500. There's no doubt about it. And I think everybody else can agree with me. But, unfortunately, we started 1-8. and eight. So, now, we're coming back for revenge against Milwaukee. And we get the Cubs again. Hopefully, we can win 2 out of 3. Hopefully. Keyword. And then, we come back for revenge against the Pirates. I'll tell you right now, no way in hell the Reds are going to get swept again by the Pirates. I think the Reds win at least three out of four, if not sweep the Pirates. And if they sweep the Pirates after going one game over 500 against Chicago, L.A., Milwaukee, and Chicago again, look out! You better look out. All right. So, Joey Votto, buddy, we need to we need to have a face to face talk here, man. I don't know what's going on with you, bro, but your swings are looking like single A type stuff here. I don't know what the guy's doing. Still striking out, still looking at strikes right down the middle, still swinging at strikes right down the middle and missing. That's my issue. The guy, I mean, how many times did Gio Gonzalez throw a fastball right to the middle, right down the middle to Joey Votto yesterday, and the guy swings and absolutely whiffs? It doesn't look like by much. It looks like he, he's got a hole in his back. That's how bad he's missing. So, oh, man, I'm yawning again. God bless America. Please pray for me, guys. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, Joey Votto, what are, what are you doing? I mean, it's disappointing right now. I'm really disappointed. Hardcore. 
I mean, again, he needs to get going. If we want to actually do something this year, make a wild card appearance, he's got to get the bat going. Otherwise, I mean, without their their best player, highest paid player, we, I mean, uh, the confidence is, is low. And you know what? I think that's part of the issue. Not having two of their best players, with, a.k.a. with Scooter Jeanette out, and then Joey Votto not hitting, barely hitting at all, it's really hurting his team. It really is. Badly. And it needs to change quick. Scooter Jeanette, of course, making progress, traveling with the team, which is great news. And, I mean, with the way Malley is pitching, we might as well just trade away Alex Wood. Right? I mean, you can't send... At this point, the way Malley's pitching, you can't send the guy down. You just can't. I mean, the guy absolutely... When did he pitch last? I think it was against the Dodgers. His, the win against the Dodgers, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, you cannot send the guy down. If you do, you're going to have some raging fans. And you're going to have a really mad player. I would be pissed off if they sent me down after the way I was pitching. If I was pitching like that, I'd be absolutely livid. I mean, Alex Wood probably wouldn't be doing much better. He might be. I don't know. Maybe. But Tyler Malley is one or two years from having an ERA under three each year of his career from that year on out, if that makes sense. Tyler Malley is a second ace in the making. What is he, only like 24 he might be 25. I don't know. Shoot, he might be 23. I don't I flipping know what his age is. But he's young. All in all. You know, he still got he still has some um some work to do. But once he gets it down, guys, I'm telling you right now. I mean, he's developing faster than any any player that we've had in a very, very long time. And I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't do much better. So I mean, props to Malley on um, having a for his age a great season because you're not going to find many many uh, players to do what Malley is doing right now. So I mean, we we're, we're, either way, somebody's going. At the All Star break, if no nothing happens, no trades ha- no trades are happening by the All Star break, um, then somebody's like getting fired because that would be just nuts. We could even tr- even trade De Sclafani. He's a valuable pitcher. You would be awesome. If we, if it was like Castillo, Di Scalfani, 
Mally, Sunny Gray, and like Keiko. Oh, I'd be gross. That'd be disgusting. I think Keiko's asking for a little bit much though. He's asking for like twenty million dollars a year. A year. Uh, he's not that good of a pitcher. He's not. I mean, he's not really. I think he's like a. Uh, he's a two or three starter in in, in our rotation. Twenty million. Twenty million dollars a year is, is too much for the guy. He isn't that good. But, I mean, trade Tanner Rourke or and Alex Wood for either a bunch of prospects or maybe even a like a big name outfielder or something. I wouldn't mind that. And. Did I say a relief pitcher? I think. Did I say a relief pitcher? I don't know. But we need, I think we need, okay. So, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm just, to get to the playoffs this year, this is what we need. All right. We need another ace. Which, Keiko, I guess I could consider as an ace. I would rather have Keiko than Alex Wood and Tanner Rourke. Tanner Rourke has had a really good season so far. But the, it's not going to last for the guy. No offense to him. He's a, I mean, he's a ground out, uh, pop out pitcher. But eventually, the home run ball is going to catch up to Tanner Rourke. In my opinion. So, we need to trade Tanner Rourke or somebody or else would and we need a uh, relief pitcher. I've said this many times in this episode. We need another relief pitcher, a good one. A proven relief pitcher. We need a, 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 a starter. And I wouldn't mind a, a really good outfielder. So, I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I get a right fielder type of guy, and I wouldn't, I mean, Yasiel Puig is a, is a good player, but he's not the, 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 the 290, 30-plus home run guy, I think he might make it to 30-plus home run as long as he gets hot, but if he doesn't, there's no way, he might make it to the 30 run, 30 home run mark, but he better get grinding, it's not a given, that's what I'm talking about, we need a given 30-plus home run outfielder. And I think we will be fine. Honestly. But, I mean, I would be happy with a team that we have right now. We'd make it, we need to make a couple changes. Changes, And once we get Secure Jeanette back, our, our, our offense is going to thrive a lot more than, uh, than people think. When Scooter Jeanette. Scooter Jeanette is just a big difference right now. Him and Joey Votto, I just said that. But anyway, I think that's all I have to talk about that. I think I said the same thing about 30 different times this episode, but uh, it needs to be said. So uh, for tomorrow, predictions Zach Davies versus Luis Castillo on the mound. We're most likely going to see Christian Yelich tomorrow, guys. So get get ready for that. Um, 
hopefully Castillo can handle handle him pretty good. He did pretty good last time as well. So um, tomorrow, my prediction is the Reds win. The Reds win. The Reds win. The Reds win. Um, we're gonna see Winker, most likely Dietrich and Barnhart tomorrow in the lineup. Um, hopefully, we can get the bats. That's uh, really going throughout the whole game is what I want, not just the first inning because it's not going to do it for most of the games that we have this season. Um, but we used our two best relief pitchers yesterday. We still have like Lorenzen, um, uh, Jared Hughes, um, Lonnie Peralta, um, and what they you know, just David Bell needs to use these guys the correct way. No, don't, you, there's no reason why David Bell should be using David Hernandez and Amir Garrett uh, tonight. No reason. They had their night last night. They had a good night last night. Give them the off day. Save them, save them for Chicago. I wouldn't mind to see Amir Garrett go uh, uh, go against the, like Christian Yelich just to get one guy out or something. But that's as far as I would go. Um, but, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to do that, but anyway, we got to use our bullpen the correct way tomorrow, um, that's a key to a W, and, uh, Castillo needs to go seven innings, um, uh, and, and do his thing, that's all, that's all, uh, Castillo needs to do, change him, change him, change him, is what he needs, he needs to have, so, uh. Um, so yeah, the Reds win tomorrow. I think it will be a low-scoring game. I'm hope I'm I hope I'm wrong. I think it's going to be a three-to-two win. Um, Reds win. Um, actually, you know what? I'll say three-to-one because Castillo is on the mound, and uh, hopefully the bullpen can um, uh, stay solid. So, but yeah, the Reds win three-to-one tomorrow. Um, and hopefully, we, uh, hopefully Zach Davies uh, comes struggling tomorrow. Uh, but we will see. He's obviously figured something out. So, but yeah, um, get the sweep tomorrow, and we will have a really good position against the Cubbies. Um, but we will see. So that's all I have for you guys today. Um, on Twitter, my name is JBitch37. That is J-B-I-D-D-S-3-7. Hit me up, follow me first, and DM me for some questions that you got about the Cincinnati Reds. And, and, um, and uh, yeah, hit the subscribe button. And um, thanks for all the support, guys. And I will see you guys the next episode. Have a great day.